Hey there, future fans! This week we have Dog Lovers, Thin Ghosts, and Chev Chelios Fights a Shark. It's the week of August 10th, 2018, and this is episode 99 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Alright everyone, welcome to the show. I know it's been a while and I have a good excuse. I mean, do I really ever have a bad excuse? Have I ever really done that? Maybe I have. I forget. But this time, I am moving. Well, not just me, my wife and I, and we are moving into a new house. And if any of you have moved before, if any of you have done this, you know what a pain in the ass it is. You know everything that it entails. So that's what we've been dealing with for the past few weeks, and that is why I have been unavailable for the past few weeks. But this right here is the final episode in the old FutureFlix studio, aka my old bedroom. And with episode 100, that will be recorded in the brand new house, in the brand new studio, which again is in a bedroom, but it's in a bigger bedroom this time, and on a bigger desk, and yay! Bigger! So let me recap everyone on where we have left off. We are still on the road to 100. We still only have one official entry in the giveaway. So hey, Frat Matt, it is looking better and better for you that you will get the $50 Amazon gift card. But I do have to try at least one more time to remind everyone what this was for. So because it's my 100th episode, a, a huge milestone, I wanted to do something special and I wanted to do a giveaway. And that giveaway is for a $50 Amazon gift card. And to enter, you have to do just one single thing, just one thing. You have to tell me what it is you will buy with the gift card. And if you don't want to, if you're like, oh, it's a little personal because I'm going to buy a butt plug. I'm going to buy some condoms. I'm going to buy a one pound bag of nutritional yeast, whatever. If you don't want to tell me what it is for some weird reason, tell me what movie or movie related item you would buy. I'm not looking for the truth here, folks. I am just looking for an answer. So you do that, you are automatically entered. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud, on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, on the Somewhat Nerdy website. You can email me at billiamreviews at gmail.com. You can tweet me or hit me up on Instagram at BilliamSWN. Though, to be perfectly honest, SoundCloud is probably the best way. But any of those ways I told you is how you can enter. And please enter. If just one more person enters, that person has a 50% chance of winning. The only person who has better odds at anything right now is Frat Matt if no one else enters. And you know what? He's been a... a loyal listener, a loyal friend since I've been going, and I would be very happy to give it to him. But come on, people. Someone? I mean, my numbers aren't bad. I talk to Snarf Chris about this anytime I can. Go, hey, how are my numbers? Hey, buddy, what are my numbers like? Hey, boss, what do the numbers look like this week? And still, uh, only one, really? Okay. 
I mean, Critter answered, but he he pulled himself from the contest, and it's probably because he's part of the somewhat nerdy network. Maybe that's why Snarf Chris hasn't entered himself. I that I understand, though I'm not stopping you. You guys could, but I you know I can get behind that. I understand why. But for everyone else, come on, enter. What do you have to lose? I won't visit you at your house to give you this code or to give you this gift card. It's literally just a code that I will email you. Do you not want me to get get your email for some weird reason? Okay, use a fake one temporarily. Whatever. But come on, this is the last week to answer. In a perfect world, I start doing the notes for the show on Sunday. Uh, I'm doing it on Monday today because I did the notes and recorded. But perfect world, Sunday notes, Monday recording, Tuesday edit, Wednesday post. Though as a, a lot of you know, that doesn't always work. Sometimes it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday post. So let me tell you this, you have up until Monday the 13th, Monday the 13th, to get your answer in to be entered in the contest. And I usually record late, so let's just, for the hell of it, say Monday the 13th at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Get your answer in by then to be eligible. I I will try to post a reminder this weekend. I I will definitely try to do that. But what is it that I do on this show? So if you're new, you picked a really weird time to start listening. But definitely, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. But I'm sorry, you you just listened to me ramble on about some contests. And you're like, I don't even know what the show is. The is he talking about? Well, I am Billiam. You are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. On this show, I go over all the movies that are coming out during the week. I tell you what it's about. I tell you who's in it. And then I give my thoughts on it in certain cases. Because I break the movies down into two sections. The limited releases where I do just the premise and the actors. Maybe a couple thoughts. And then the wide releases and interesting indies section. Which I go over the premise, of course, who's in it. And I give a few more thoughts. The show always starts with... Some little intro where I talk about the housekeeping. Yay, that's what we're doing right now. You're all caught up, folks. Yay. And then we also go into the news and any new trailers. So how do you listen to this show? You are already doing a fantastic job, and thank you very much for listening. But you can find this show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few moments out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And then you can tell me what you really think. I just push five stars and and everyone, every podcast pushes five stars because it helps podcasts grow. The more five star ratings, the more you will get noticed. The more likely you'll be picked up in the new and noteworthy section. The more people will notice you, the more advertisers will notice you. And maybe one day I can get paid for doing this and I can do it full time and start that second show that I talked about last year that never got off the ground. Yay. But I have a lot of stuff that I want to do and I could definitely do it if I could get paid to work on this stuff. So yeah, let's try and get there. That, that is my goal. But anyway, you can reach me. You can reach me by commenting on SoundCloud, by commenting on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, on the Somewhat Nerdy website. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Hit me up via email, BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And just know you can always hit me up about anything. You can just go, hey, have you seen this movie? Brian Q loves to do that. And what I love about Brian Q is that his vast movie knowledge 
trumps mine in so many ways. Maybe I've seen more big budget blockbusters in him. Maybe I've seen more of those, but he has seen more of the indie movies, of the B movies, of the movies that no one, not a lot of people know about, which is why I turned to him first when it came to my new project that I'm working on. And this new project is going to be a blog that maybe I will talk about in the show if it won't make the show run too long. And what I'm, what it's going to be is basically me blogging or talking, if I find the time, about movies that I've never seen, but people highly suggest. He gave me a huge list, almost 70 movies. I asked for 10. He went above and beyond. But if any of you out there have suggestions, give me a list. Give me a list of your favorite movies, whether they're super popular or not. Chances are I've seen all of them. Chances are I've seen none of them. But throw your suggestions my way and maybe I'll talk about it. But anyway, enough with the housekeeping. Uh, I went a little off script on that one. So uh, if I missed anything, I'm sorry. But let's step into the first segment of the show which, as always, is the news. According to Deadline, City of Lies, a crime thriller starring Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker, has been pulled from the release schedule. This film, which is about the investigation into the murder of Notorious B.I.G., was set for a September 7th release date, but has been yanked from the calendar and has not been put back up anywhere yet. The speculation behind this poll is the controversy surrounding Depp, in this case in particular, it's the accusations against the star for assault and battery from the location manager, Greg Brooks, who claims that Depp would get quite violent towards him, especially when things weren't going exactly to plan, like they had to shoot a little longer that night or places changed or what have you. So with all this new stuff coming out, thanks a lot to the Me Too movement and, oh, there's a few different movements going on and I support them. Yeah, let, let's call assholes out when they're being assholes and it looks like Johnny Depp is a huge asshole. If you remember not too long ago, it came out that he may have abused his ex-wife or is it just girlfriend Amber Heard? I forgot what their status was, but you know what? If you do that kind of shit, Go f*** yourself. Go die in a blazing fire. My only concern about this has nothing to do with Depp himself, but what would happen to the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series? If sh keeps getting worse for him, like if he becomes more and more of an a-hole, they'll drop him. Then how will they explain that in canon? Of course, it could be easily explained like, oh, he's Grindelwald's trying to hide now, so he got a face magic face change or something, but... I just hope they get rid of him in that series before it starts to affect their numbers. Well, next story, ladies and gentlemen, The Wrap reports that Robert Redford is retiring from acting to focus more on directing. His final project will be The Old Man and the Gun, which co-stars Elizabeth Moss, Sissy Spacek, Casey Affleck, and Danny Glover, and is set for a September 28th release. Variety is reporting that Supergirl is getting a movie. This is in the works now. Oren Uziel has been hired as a writer. He's been the writer for 22 Jump Street and The Cloverfield Paradox. He's also the writer on Sonic the Hedgehog and Mortal Kombat, which uh, that, that, that has me scared. Like We know next to nothing about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and absolutely nothing about the Mortal Kombat movie. But I just have this bad feeling that if he was picked for those two movies, how good can he really be? I feel bad saying that. I feel really bad judging him so early. Uh, but it has me scared for Supergirl. It really does. So you all have heard about all that shit going down about James Gunn 
and how he was fired not by Marvel, but how he was fired by the Walt Disney Company. That is three tiers above where he worked. So the Walt Disney Company came from on high and fired him, which is unheard of in response to those off-color tweets that came out that he tweeted years back. Tons of people have jumped to his defense, even people from the Me Too movement going, whoa, 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 he's one of the good guys. You know, he's not the same guy he was back then. He's not that a-hole. He's learned his lesson. Now, in news from Collider, Dave Batista has asked to be released from his contract if James Gunn isn't brought back by Disney. He says that if he can't get out of the deal, he'll still do the movie. But if Gunn isn't returning, he wouldn't want to return either. This comes a week after the full cast, the full main cast of Guardians of the Galaxy released a written statement in their support of James Gunn. They said that while they do not support what he said in the tweets, they support him because the, the James Gunn they know is not that person. In other comic book news, Black Mask has been picked as the villain for the Birds of Prey movie. While he's technically a Batman villain, it must also be pointed out that most of the Birds of Prey villains are probably going crossover with Batman anyway. Still no casting news besides Margot Robbie, and still no release date yet. All we know is that Margot Robbie is going to be playing Harley Quinn, Christina Hodgson will write the script, and Kathy Yan will direct. Slash Film is reporting that Edward James Olmos has been cut from The Predator. As in, his whole role was cut. When asked, the 71-year-old legend said that he was okay with the choice. He said the movie was running very long, and he believed that cutting his character wouldn't, wouldn't affect the integrity of the film. Will we see him in the extras? Will we see him in deleted scenes? Maybe, maybe not. What we will see is The Predator on September 14th, but unfortunately without Admiral Adama. Finally, Deadline reports that our favorite Star Trek captain is coming back for another show. That's right, we'll see more of Jean-Luc Picard in a new Star Trek show that's going to focus on the next phase, is what they're saying, of Picard's life. Patrick Stewart is returning to play everyone's favorite captain. He is everyone's favorite captain. I love Kirk, but I will fight you on this. Well, that is it for the news. Let's jump into everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Troll. Okay, I try to talk about only movie trailers in the Trove, but every once in a while TV slips in because it looks really interesting. And have you seen the Maniac trailer? It's for a Netflix limited series that's going to be at least 10 episodes, and it stars Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, Billy Magnuson and Sonoya Mizuno, and it looks like if Inception and Shutter Island had a baby. And I can't wait. It looks really good. So it's about this doctor that swears he can erase bad memories or, or fix people or something like that. It wasn't very clear in the trailer what his goal was. And he puts all these people into a dreamlike state where they're supposed to work stuff out or whatever. But two people, Owen and Annie, played by Hall and Stone, respectively, keep slipping into each other's dreams. And the dreams have different genres like fantasy, sci-fi, crime thriller, things like that. This has a September 21st release date and only on Netflix. And this should be the show you plan on binging. And the final trailer before I talk about the three-week late Comic-Con recap, which I promise will be quick because it's three weeks old, the final trailer before that is for Lizzie, starring Kristen Stewart and Chloe Sevigny. And Sevigny plays Lizzie Borden, who we all know killed her father with an axe, 
This takes a new spin on the story and throws in some rape and lesbian relationships because why the f not? So Lizzie Borden and the living maid named Bridget Sullivan, they're real people. This, this really happened. At least the murder and the people involved are true. Lizzie was never convicted of the crime, something I didn't know. She was acquitted of it and lived to the ripe old age of 66 when she died in 1927 from pneumonia. None of what I read about Lizzie Borden says anything about Borden and Sullivan being lovers or of Mr. Borden raping Sullivan. Maybe this is all fact and I just haven't read it, but... I do admit that could be the case, but what it seems like is some indie writer getting his rocks off adding some shocking sh** just for the sake of shock factor to the film. And it's such a lazy way to do it. It's such a lazy way. Oh, we have a horror movie. How can we make it even more shocking? Let's throw in a random ass rape scene. Why not? Because it's not only is it unnecessary, but it's lazy writing. So even if you're the type of person who is unfazed by something like that, you should still want more from your media. It's just lazy and I hate it. Uh, but this movie looks like it could be interesting if it didn't feel like it was just trying way, way too hard. I forgot to do a release date on this or make note of the release date, but I really don't care. Uh, so let's really quick go over the biggest of the Comic-Con trailers. I'm not going to talk very long about them because they've been out for a while and you should have seen them. I just want to mention the biggest ones in case you haven't. The first one was for Glass and it looks amazing. This is the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. And I've been waiting for this movie ever since I heard that Split and Unbreakable took place in the same universe. This is a January 2019 release date and I cannot wait. Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, Samuel L. Jackson, and Anya Taylor-Joy are all returning to reprise their roles from the various movies they were in. And in this one, it looks like McAvoy and Jackson are teaming up and only Bruce Willis can stop them. Godzilla King of Monsters as a trailer, and I am still pitching a tent three weeks later. We saw Godzilla, we saw the outlines of Mothra and Rodan, and last but not least, we saw the image, or at least the silhouette of King Ghidorah. This movie is going to be amazing, and I believe Ken Watanabe is the only returning character. Added to the cast are Vera Farminga, Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown, Bradley Whitford, Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ziyi Zhang, Thomas Middletich, and I think that's it. This has a May 31st, 2019 release date. Next up was Aquaman, and I'm I'm almost super pumped. I'm pumped. I am. But I feel like I should be more pumped. I I'm ready. But there was a few moments in the trailer that let doubt creep into my heart. This film has a lot going for it. It has Jason Momoa as a proven Aquaman. We know we like him. The rest of the cast is good. It has James Wan as a director. But what has me cautious is the fact that A, it's DC, so that always keeps me cautious, and B, there were times where the CG looked awful. It's so awful. But is it because that Disney owns Industrial Light and Magic? Is that why? But doesn't that, that shouldn't necessarily mean that other people can't do a good job too, right? Unless Industrial Light and Magic owns the patent of, like, the best technology, which... Okay, okay, I, I can actually legitimately see that happening, but can't we, can't other companies work to better themselves too? Like the scene in the trailer when he's a kid at the aquarium looked horrible. It looked truly 
bad. And I just I just hope that they just haven't cleaned it up yet. This is a December 21st release date. And it's time for a sip of wine. Wine, because it's my last night here. Next up, Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We were talking about Johnny Depp earlier. This got a new trailer and it looks even better than the first. And I, like I said before, I'm scared of what will eventually happen in the series because of Johnny Depp. But he, let's say, let's imagine for a second that he was a good human being and all of this is just um, rumors that none of it is true. Still, I am not a huge Johnny Depp fan. I think we got so saturated with him during the height of Pirates of the Caribbean that I, I'm just over him. But I do like him in this, but how I feel about him as a person is just it kind of getting in the way. I'm going to have to try and push it to the side. Also, Jude Law as Dumbledore, we get to see him looking in what I assume is a mirror of, of Erised, I believe as I say it, and seeing Grindelwald. So this mirror shows you what you want to see the most and what you see is this evil ass wizard because you are gay for him. And remember, folks, Future Flicks is not the land of judgment. Uh, that is not a judgment on Dumbledore's character. That is just fact. Dumbledore loved Grindelwald, which is probably why that he can't be the one to fight him. Because in the trailer, he tells Newt that Newt has to be the one to fight Grindelwald. Could it be because Dumbledore can't fight the guy he loves? Probably. This film has a November 16th, 2018 release date, and it looks like it's giving us more of what we want, and that is the world of Harry Potter. Do you remember when Battlefield or Medal of Honor or whichever World War II shooter it was first had a zombie mode? That was a while ago, right? It's been a long time since that first aired, but now there's a World War II zombie movie by Bad Robot, and it looks interesting. There were parts of the trailer that I was really down with, that it, it looked sick, and others that I'm, I'm not quite sure about, but you know what? I am willing to give this a shot. This movie is called Overlord, and it stars Bokeem Woodbine, Pilo Aspect, and I know I'm mispronouncing his last name, but at this point I'm too tired to, to look it up to pronounce it the right way. It has an October 26th, 2018 release date, so that's coming up. And finally, before we move on with the movies, did you see the trailer for Assassination Nation? Well, don't. It looks f***ing terrible. Imagine the Neon Demon, the Purge, and Flower had a really weird baby. I mean, they went at it for a while to conceive this baby and did all the drugs imaginable. So it is the, the most f***ed up little thing you can imagine. It looks really odd. It feels like they're trying way too hard to be modern and edgy. So skip this shit when it comes out on September 21st. Hey there, everyone. Do I sound a little different right now? Well, it's because we actually went through with the move and I'm in the new studio slash bedroom. Yay. So how about this? How about on top of entering the future flicks with Billiam episode 100 giveaway? You also tell me what you think of this next part. Is it too echoey? Do I have to change something? It's a little late to change something because I already put my desk up, but um, we'll see. I, I kind of paused and listened to a little bit of this and it doesn't sound terrible. So there we go. I mean, that's something, right? I've, I've heard podcasts that sounded much worse. So uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to count this one as a win. So some of you may have noticed that this episode came out on a different day. It came out on Thursday, which 
you know, I try to do Wednesday, but sometimes life gets in the way. And this was the case. I, I had an MRI that ate up a lot of my time. And with that and the move, um, this episode came out a little late. So thank you for your understanding with that. If I had told Snarf Chris everything that was going down as I was recording, he would he would have told me to not record. But, um, you know, I've been gone for two weeks. I, I thought it was about time to come back. But let's take our first break as we hear word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone, we are back. We are back with the limited releases, and most of them are uninteresting limited releases this week. Uh, The wide releases, there are only four of them, and, well, technically three of them, and then one wider release that may be interesting for some, but I also could say a lot of bad stuff about, so I thought, oh, maybe I'll put that in there and be funny, yay. But it's not a really big week. It, It isn't, but some good movies are coming out, but let's get the junk out of the way with the first film of the week, and that's called... By bust. A special forces team is sent to snuff out a drug den in the slums of Manila, but find themselves trapped inside it after being set up and betrayed. This is a, a Filipino movie that actually benefits from its lack of Hollywood budget and tech because it looks really grimy, really dirty, uh, low quality, but that, that helps with this slum feel that they're trying to portray. It doesn't look bad, but this is just going to be a hard movie to find, and it, it didn't look great enough to warrant me putting it in the next section. So for this film, just picture End of Watch, you know, that really happy and fluffy Jake Gyllenhaal movie that also had Michael Pena in it. Yeah, that one. But this time with Philip. Filipinos and takes place in uh, Manila. I I always want to say Milan and that's what throws me but Manila. Next up this week is a film called A Prayer Before Dawn. This is the true story of Billy Moore, an English boxer who was caught with drugs in Thailand, which is what everyone should do, and was sent to the country's most notorious prison, Nakhon Pathom Prison, I believe. And he learns Muay Thai while there and enters a tournament to earn his freedom. This stars Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders and this was shot on location at the prison. So ladies and gentlemen, we have something to add to our collective bucket lists. Yes, doing drugs in Thailand. That sounds like a great idea. Let's all do that and get caught. Skate Kitchen is the next movie. This is about a teenage skateboarder who makes friends with a bunch of other skateboarding girls in New York City. This stars The Skate Kitchen, who's apparently a thing, and Jaden Smith, so you know this is going to be a winner. Uh, This has a real Footloose feel, except not good. Uh, It has a Footloose feel in the sense that the main character's mother doesn't want her to skateboard. Like, she she sneaks out of the house, like, lowers her skateboard down before she leaves the house or her. She's like, oh, look, Mom, no skateboard. Then she gets home carrying her skateboard in like a f***ing idiot. Her mom's like, oh, no more skateboarding. I told you, Mom, I just got a skateboard. Skating is life and some bullshit story. It it looks horrible. Like wanting to skateboard is one thing, but then joining this hoodlum group. Okay, they're not really hoodlums. It's just a bunch of teenagers with bad attitudes. So I guess it could be worse. It could be a gang. But, you know, this group of skateboarding girls who are just have bad attitudes and want to stick it to the man and like that. It's so contrived. It's sad. Madeline's Madeline is the next movie up on the list. 
a theater director's latest project takes on a life of its own when her young star takes her performance too seriously. This stars Molly Parker from Lost in Space, and this is stupid bullshit. I watched a trailer. I had no idea the f*** was going on. Like, seriously, like, watch the trailer and tell me what the fuck the movie is about. It is some crazy bullshit. Like, this is hipster trash. It doesn't even tell you anything, and it jerks itself off for a minute and 43 seconds. Like, a bunch of nonsense scenes, only a couple that even hinted at what the movie could be about, but it's just a bunch of idiotic nonsense with them just rubbing their own dick all over the screen saying, oh, this per this critic said this is the best movie ever. Oh, I'm going to jerk off a little more. I mean, really? It sounds terrible. It looks terrible. This is trash. I like Molly Parker, and I don't want to see this at all. Well, that is it for the limited releases. We're, we're going to jump into the wide releases and interesting indies after a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. All right, everyone, welcome back. We have four movies left, and the first two I'm going to talk about, eh, uh, it could be the right movie for the right crowd. The final two, much better looking, but let's get the shit out of the way. The first wider release is a film called Dog Days. This film follows a group of interconnected people in Los Angeles who are brought together by their lovable canine counterparts. This stars Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, Eva Longoria from Desperate Housewives, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911, Nina Dobrev from Vampire Diaries, Adam Pally from The Mindy Project, and Rob Corddry from Children's Hospital. So if you are a fan of dogs, if you are a big dog person, and you like just mindless movies and this is a comedy kind of a romantic comedy in ways but it's not mindless like in the way movies like 22 jump street could be where it's still funny and in that case really funny this one just feels so played out so basic and sad and it seems like it was written for and catered to those really annoying dog owners you know those people who can't help like talk about their dog all the time and i talk about my cat a lot but these people make me look like i hate my cat the type of person to get a bumper sticker for their car this is who saved who like, are, are you f***ing serious? You save the dog. You would have been fine if you didn't pick that dog up. Don't don't throw your bullshit my way, okay? My dog's a member of the family. Well, okay, yeah, I look at my pet as a member of the family, but to a point. And so this movie looks like it's catered to those type of weirdo dog people. Now we just need a movie that caters to weirdo cat people the same way. I mean, I know a lot of cat people, and we can get, we can get special at times but they're the special breed of cat owners too like both cat and dog those fringe people that are just weirdos so now we need their movie uh, but as for actually seeing this if if you're that kind of weirdo dog person then check this out this will be your jam it'll be your new favorite movie you'll buy a copy for you and your pet 
because uh, you're because you're a weirdo. And let me be clear when I say this, this movie doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look good. It's in that terrible gray area where it just doesn't offer anything new, but it doesn't look terrible enough to warrant a heaping pile of shit to be laid on top of it. This movie looks mediocre at best. And like I said, if you're if you're one of those fringe dog people, then maybe check this out. Dog Days gets a 4.5 out of 11. Next up, everyone, is a film called Slender Man. This is the story of a tall, thin, horrifying figure with unnaturally long arms and a featureless face. And that's really mean to Steve Buscemi. I'm kidding, he's not tall. But seriously, this is the story of a tall, thin, horrifying figure with unnaturally long arms and a featureless face who is reputed to be responsible for the haunting and disappearance of countless children and teens. So Jared from Subway's Ghost, I think that's what we're talking about here. This stars Joey King from Wish Upon. I think Joey King is starting to become like a modern scream queen, but someone who needs to pick her projects better. But of course, when you when you haven't been around for a while, you don't really have the luxury. Uh, Dave Bautista was had said in an interview that when he was first starting out, he would take anything like, oh, random straight to DVD movie. F- yeah, I'll do it. And now that he's cut his chops, now that he's earned his place in Hollywood, now he's picky. So I think maybe Joey King's doing the same thing. She's like, oh, I don't get a lot of offers. Stupid movie about a, uh, you know, decade old internet meme. Sure, I'll do it. So years later, she can go, no, I will not do this movie. I will do this one instead. Ha <laughs> ha, with her pinky in the air. But no, seriously, this movie has come way too late. It's been over a decade since Slenderman has been really popular. I mean, still, the, the, the Slenderman idea is, it is still popular, but it's it was at its height a long time ago and this film looks like a big studio tryhard took some mildly interesting internet invention and tried to make it mainstream but waited too long like i was actually looking forward to this at first because i liked watching the marble hornet videos back in the day and like that but this trailer looks awful it's full of awful cg like truly awful cg and more jump scares in one movie than in all of james wan's films this really looks like they killed it and not in a good way by train trying way way too hard this looks 100 percent skippable in the theaters and should only be watched by those hardcore horror fans those people that have to see every horror movie. And I understand that. If it's your favorite genre, watch it. I can go for it. I will probably end up watching this movie because I do love horror. And Anne has been trying to broaden my horror horizons and just watching a lot more. And I'm down. But I, I don't think I'd watch this movie in theaters. It doesn't look good. It's too late. Uh, there's nothing that says watch me. And I think all of you should skip this too. This just doesn't look good. Slenderman. It's a two out of 11. That is one point for Joey King, just because I am familiar with her work. All right, everyone, we have two movies left in this first episode back from my moving vacation. The next movie on the list and the movie that is worthy of being the pick of the week, but didn't quite make it, is Black Klansman. Ron Stallworth is a black police officer from Colorado. This is a story of how he successfully managed to infiltrate the local Ku Klux Klan and became the head of the local chapter. This stars John David Washington from Ballers, Adam Driver from Star Wars The Last Jedi, Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice, 
Isaiah Whitlock Jr. from The Wire, and Topher Grace from that 70s show. And yes, this is a Spike Lee joint, so that should tell a few people right away if they're going to see this or not. Because Spike Lee is one of those directors that while a lot of people love him, you you kind of already know if his movies are your thing or not. Just like when James Cameron, James Wan, Steven Spielberg, any of these big directors, whenever they put out a movie, you know. Maybe not always, maybe you don't have a strong feeling one way or the other towards these people, but some people do. And for some people, seeing that this is a Spike Lee joint will just go, nah, not up my alley, not my kind of movie, not what I want to spend my evening doing. But for some of you, you'll see this because it's a Spike Lee joint. I am a Spike Lee fan. I have not seen all of his movies, but what I've seen, I have liked. I will see this movie. I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters because with, with everything that's going on, I don't have a lot of time. And if I have to see one movie in the theaters, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the pick of the week just because of its blockbuster appeal. But for Black Klansmen, this has a high watchability, especially at home. This is the type of movie you redbox. This is the type of movie you watch on Netflix or Hulu if, if it comes to streaming. This is the type of movie you just go out and buy because it looks good. It has good actors in it. It's based, it's based on a true story. And it doesn't seem like it's going to get preachy about it because this is a biographical action comedy. So it kind of has a feeling like The Nice Guys, if you remember that Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling movie, that was f***ing fantastic. But this one has that type of feel to it. And it has this wonderful bonus of just sticking it to the Ku Klux Klan. Because if there's one thing most people, and I wish I could say all people can agree on, but most people can agree on, it's them up the ass with a cactus and so anything that takes them down a peg that we can see i'm all for so we have this movie with good actors in it by a proven director that has a good that has a good formula that is well worth a watch it looks like it has high enjoyability maybe even high rewatchability this movie is going to be good and if you do not like the looks of the pick of the week, this is a perfectly, perfectly good choice to see. Because even though it doesn't have that mass appeal as a big blockbuster film, even though it doesn't have that going for it, it does have the fact that it looks like it's just going to be good. And even though I really push blockbusters for the theater because that's the best place to watch them, that doesn't mean you can't go and watch a non-blockbuster and enjoy yourself. So my vote is watch this movie. It is going to be good, but watch it at home. Black Klansman gets an 8.5 out of 11. And with that, it is time for the pick of the week. And you may know what the pick of the week is. And that movie is called Meg. Jonas Taylor survives an attack from what he claims is a 70-foot shark. Later, a huge shark threatens a sunken submersible as well as local beachgoers. This stars Jason Satham from Crank, Ruby Rose from John Wick 2, Rain Wilson from The Office, Bing Bing Lee from The Forbidden Kingdom, Robert Taylor from Longmire, Cliff Curtis from Fear the Walking Dead, Masioka from Heroes, and Paige Kennedy from SWAT. But the, the first movie, not the new TV show or the old TV show. And this is it. This is the movie to see. And if you know me, if you know my history, then you'll know why I picked this film. 
I picked this film because this is going to be amazing to watch on the big screen. Looks like it has plenty of fancy graphics and CG that they did a good job on, which doesn't get the same. The, the trailers for this movie didn't bring the same fears that I had for some of the movies I talked about in the trailer trove. No, this one looks good. And who doesn't love a shark movie? We haven't seen a good shark movie in a while now. And while I can think of a bunch of them, when I think of really good shark movies, the only ones, the only ones that come to mind are the Jaws series, and not even all of them, and Deep Blue Sea. So do you want to see Jaws on steroids set in the modern era? Then this is your movie. Have you seen the trailers for it? How awesome it looks? I mean, that, that scene in the underwater city or whatever the hell that is with that little girl going down the hallway, that glass hallway, which is a great idea. You know, when you're when you're underwater, why not have glass? Okay, I know it's probably not glass. It's some sort of plastic composite that can withstand all this pressure, but whatever. And then the shark is just like right there. And you can tell if the, if the girl was out in the open water, the shark could just breathe her in through its f***ing nostril. Yes, that's what I want to see. Not, not the death of a little girl, but a f***ing big ass shark. That's what I want to see. I want to see this over the top, bordering on ridiculous movie about a big shark and these humans that have to kill it well, either kill it, capture it, study it. I don't know what they're actually trying to do, but these humans going up against it in this in, in this situation that is way out of their hands. How do you even tackle a megalodon? And the good news is, a lot like Jaws, this movie could stand on its own. If if you watch Jaws and never watched the sequels, you would not miss out. I mean, I liked them. I liked two, three, and yes, I liked four. But if you just watched one, you're not gonna miss out on the story. And this is based off a book, and the book has five or six in the series. I have not read the books. I want to, though, but from what I have been told, it, the first book can stand on its own. In fact, the author cites Peter Benchley, the author of Jaws, as one of his influences. So this movie has a lot going for it, but if you want to see a serious movie, don't watch this. If you know someone who's this snob about movies who loves to go to indie films and like snubs or noses at anything that's not artsy then don't take them go see this movie because you want to have fun go to this movie because you want to enjoy a blockbuster go to this movie because you want to see a huge shark swimming across a huge screen that is why you see this that is why this is my pick I really want to see Black Klansman, and I think when you compare the two, in fact, I know with with only a little doubt that when you compare the two, the Black Klansman will come up as a better movie, but the Meg will be a whole lot more fun on the big screen, and that is why I beat it out as my pick of the week. So ladies and gentlemen, if you see a movie, if you go and see one this week, make sure you see Meg. If you see two, see Black Klansman, but if you only see one, watch the one with the huge shark, Meg. It's a nine out of 11. And with that, it's time to wrap up the show. But before we get into the question of the week and the closing housekeeping, let's hear one final word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, -wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Bah! 
Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? Fuck all that, f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, you know that nor- this is normally the time where I pose a new question for the week, and then I give you a week to answer it, and I talk about the answers I get usually from Brian Q and Frat Matt. Sometimes Critter, Dan, or someone else speaks up, but mostly from them. Then I throw in my answer along with Ann's answer, and we usually have, you know, two to four. But this time, since it's still coming up, to the episode 100 giveaway. I am giving everyone, like I said earlier in the show, one last shot to enter the giveaway. So you have little under a week to get your answers in. Like I said, I try to record on Mondays. So I am giving you until Monday night. Let's say, what what did I say earlier? 10 p.m. Pacific time. Monday, Monday the 13th at 10 p.m. Pacific time is the cutoff. And how do you enter? We will go over that one more time to enter. Tell me what you would do with the $50 Amazon gift card. If you do not want to be honest and tell me, just tell me what movie you would buy then. Let's say you're going to use the money to buy bathroom necessities and you're a little embarrassed. I don't care. Tell me what movie you would buy if you're going to spend this on frivolous things. Okay. I just want to hear from you. You could lie to me and tell me you're going to buy a copy of Meet the Feebles and then spend it on anything else, whatever. Just respond. Just answer. I will go over how to answer all the ways you can contact me in the housekeeping. But so far, we've only got two answers and one of them bowed out of the the uh, the giveaway. The critter answered and bowed out. And I understand why. But let's try. Let's try to get three. Brian Q. Come on, man answer anyone else answer so just tell me what you would spend it on and if you want to get a second entry which i i really doubt anyone's going to take me up on at this point but if you wanted i will give you a second entry into the giveaway if you go onto itunes and rate my podcast i would appreciate five stars i would really love five stars though i will not take away your entry if you do if you you know give me four or three, but please give me five stars. But to get that second entry, you have to answer the question. So question first and foremost. And since the last episode, we actually got a new review on iTunes. And so if that was you, if you are username May is my God, remember, you still have to tell me what you want to buy with the gift card and make sure I know that you have that you have reviewed the podcast. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You are you are very kind. And it it really keeps me going seeing things like this. All the reviews. I just ignore the one from me. But if you want to be entered in the contest, remember to answer the question. So let's go over it in the housekeeping. How do you get in contact with me? Well, let's start with how you listen to me. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, 
Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. Like I mentioned before, I'd really appreciate it if you take a minute out of your day to give the podcast a rating. It's really quick. I would love five stars and then leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you, what you think I need to improve on. But the five stars is really important and it helps the show grow. And now how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter at BilliamSWN and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, great friends of the show. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future. <laughs>